Greetings everyone and welcome to season two of Live A Better Story podcast. I'm your host Eleanor and I'm so glad that you're here. I'm overjoyed to be back and really, really looking forward to getting into some different topics this season. So today on episode one, I have a special guest joining me. Um, He is a father of two and an amazingly gifted gifted person. He's good at lots of things, um, but just to name a few, he's a medical doctor, a musician, singer, songwriter, and one of my very good friends. Um, And I am so happy to introduce to you, Joel Brown. Hi, Eleanor, and hi to your audience as well. Hi, Joel. How are you doing? I'm really good. Really looking forward to it. Really good, 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 good. So as you can see, the title um, of this podcast is Free Yourself. And so Mm. without any further ado, we're going to get into it. So I saw this quote today um, when I was scrolling um, through Instagram, as I do. And, and it said this, it said, you had a purpose before anyone had an opinion. Remember that. And when asked, who do you think you are? Answer, whom I was created to be. And that's a quote from Jazz Waters. So shout out Jazz Waters. And I really, really liked it. And I had to like kind of read it again. And I kind of like chuckled to myself because, you know, people do ask that question whether they ask it out loud or in their attitude towards you sometimes like who do you think you are and um so I thought that would be a really good place for us to start and get into you know the whole thing about our purpose you know versus people's opinions basically Mm. so like you know what do you feel about all of that kind of thing Joe what do you think about that quote yeah the quote hits me Um, And I think the first question that came to my mind was when you said that purpose precedes any opinions, because I think that a lot of our lives, if we're honest, if we examine it closely, we probably find that we've built up a sense of our identity, built up a sense of our purpose, built up a sense of, um, you know, what we think is right or wrong based on layers of opinions and those opinions vary sometimes it might be opinions from family members Mm. you know from a community in which we were a part of uh it could be opinions of people who have written down their words or their opinions in sacred books um and so lot all of these things can come together to start to to formulate you know a, a lot of why we think um you know how and why you know we think about ourselves in the world and so on so it's a, i think it's a powerful quote because it's really it's really making clear that whatever your purpose may well be hmm. try to imagine that that has not been is almost untouched um or separate from whatever opinions you may have actually uh, allowed you to build up that perception of, of who of who you are or what your purpose is and I think that's just a really really interesting um point to start to just kind of tease at that of what what could it look like to discover what your purpose was separate from whatever opinions um may have helped uh, you know to you for you to determine a picture of yeah I would love that yeah very very interesting thought process so like I just think about um 
what is what is purpose like how do you know what your purpose is yeah you know how is how do we even begin the journey of kind of discovering that like what are some of the things would you say that help us kind of feel connected to what we think we came here to do yeah great that's a really that's a really good question again because um there have been lots of philosophical ideas about um you know about purpose you know the the idea of essentialism which kind of goes back to people like aristotle and plato who thought that actually every human being is imbued with some kind of essence some kind of essence that determines their worth their presence and and then and then the opposing philosophical idea is one of existentialism uh which is this idea that actually we have no idea why we exist and <laughs> <laughs> and it's your role and responsibility to figure that out and determine what your own like purpose is. And wherever you lie on that spectrum, you know, there are some who are essentialists, there's some who are existentialists. I think I think where I land is this uh, this idea is that we've sometimes not been felt that we have we've had the permission to choose a mm. sense of what, what resonates, what does when I look in the mirror, when I consider my gifts, when I'm, I, I, you know, lay in bed at night and I think, gosh, that's what I want to do. What are, you know, what is, do we feel like we can tell ourselves or, or self-determine like what our purpose is? Or is there another voice that says, but people like you can't do that or that's that's not your type of, you know what I mean? And and I've, I've you know, for my own life, I've, I've really thought back of just encounters where I've, determined that I wanted to do something and if I can just go there I'm not going to dwell there but I just remember when I told my chemistry teacher that I wanted to be a, a medical doctor and you know he kind of looked at me and said oh, a medical doctor I don't, that's a very good idea I, don't, I wouldn't want you to come anywhere near me as a, as a medical you know if you were a doctor and 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 it really it it sort of at the time I thought oh that's a bit of a very discouraging thing to say but it was a very strong opinion that had the potential to somehow tell or inform my own psyche that perhaps that career was not something that was, was slightly outside of, you know, my remit, what I, what I could or even, you know, what I could consider to do. And so the power of his words in that moment um, had the potential to set some false, like, barriers or barriers. Right. <laughs> Or, or or like or even create like a um, limit for you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I hope he's listening now in your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I think you're right. It's like it's that question of being able to identify what these different opinions and and the strength in which they they so deeply inform. Um, or understanding. I think there is, we've all probably had moments in our lives and it might not have, have been you know, something like that. It may have been, it could be a number of things where we can think, oh, that's a really crucial moment where that person said this, or I read this about these kinds of people or whatever. And I strongly went away with a sense that, that now I have to take that as gospel or mm. uh, the value um, to place that value judgment on myself or or other people, and so that question of how do we begin to investigate um, that is, I, I think, it's self introspection 
mm-hmm. that's a, that's sort of um lo- yeah looking quite deeply back at or at or past and sometimes it happens because the boat gets shake shaken up and mm-hmm. by that I mean you know life happens you go through some significantly life altering experience where um you know like for me moving from Jamaica to the UK was a massive mm. shock and a massive had a, had an opportunity to evaluate like my identity and what how much of how much of who I was as it relates to as a person from the Caribbean then adjusting to life in the UK and what that means and how what my priorities how how I behave you know it was there was an opportunity to investigate belief systems about myself religious identity a, a whole host of and, and I think now looking back I'm just like you know what that's what life seems to be about it's about gifting you each moment with an opportunity to interrogate to inspect to look to observe and sort of see what can you learn about yourself the true self underneath all the layers of stuff that piles on that makes up our identity and stuff oh that's really good so like going back to what you kind of said before about yeah. you know your your teacher um mm. foolishly <laughs> um <laughs> um trying to place a limitation upon you you know, thankfully mm. for you, um, you had enough, I guess, courage and conviction that you could become a doctor one day because you are, mm-hmm. and um, you proceeded. But what would you say to those those people who had similar experiences of people in authority, mm. whether it was a teacher or a parent mm. or somebody that they looked up to, um, kind of, you know, voicing their limit then upon them like you will never amount to nothing or you could never do that or why don't you just try to get a normal job or you know all those you know all the different advice that that, you know sometimes our parents Mm. even when they're well-meaning you know like I know like a lot of um, parents who have children who have aspirations to be like athletes or dancers or actors Mm. or in those kind of professions you know oh it's not a very secure profession you know, mm-hmm. make sure you've got a degree to, you know, to fall back on in case it doesn't work out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that that's not good advice, but it's also kind of kind of voicing their, you know, their doubts that their yeah. child will make it. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, like, from even though it's well-meaning, it's not mm-hmm. really, like, backing them, is it? It's not really saying, I believe in you. That's kind of saying, mm-hmm. mm, it might work out, but I'm not sure. So, like, you know, so it kind of just mm-hmm. says, I don't believe in you. What would you say yeah. to... What would you say to those people? Yeah, you know, as I, as you were asking the question, and I was starting to think about what I would say, you know, going back, if I had the opportunity now to go back to my sixteen-year-old self and stand mm. up in front of that teacher and tell him, um, you know, respond to to what he said, and you know, I, I think the bottom line, which kind of appealing to the to the quote where no one else has the has the authority has the opportunity because they're not in your lived experience they're not they don't have access to your to your soul and that sense of what you know at at the deepest possible level of knowledge about what your capacity is and what your potential is and what you decide you want to do with your life and so anyone that even dares has developed the audacity to think that they can speak that kind of proclamation 
over your life to 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 set you into a uh, you know set your station they have they've actually overstepped their boundaries mm-hmm. they've, they've done something that is completely not they haven't got the permission or the right to do um and i think that's that's important to be able to confidently say no no one else has the right to tell me what i can or can't achieve if that's what i think that my my purpose is people can advise people can if they're invited to offer support or direction but i think there has to be that limit that i would say that if someone has been told that they can respectfully communicate to that person i really to set their boundaries around i think that i'm living my life in a way that i determine what can or can't what i can or can't do or what i what i decide you know what i want to or, or will not do and i just have to at least acknowledge you know that i i will not receive those words now i think people sometimes have good intentions in their own minds they're well meaning about what they what they want to say they don't want to see you fail um you know or try try to do something that they've seen other people fail mm, and so mm. the assumption is that they're thinking they're doing you a favor um but i think ultimately even with that good intention in their in their minds i think it's still important that um you're you're quite clear that they they understand um you know thanks but no thanks <laughs> um but, <laughs> you know but um yeah i i think i've seen too many examples where others have presumed the right to set to set that kind of um you know those kind of parameters or those kind of limitations on people um and sometimes it can have a self self-fulfilling um prophecy of of you know sort of a negative outcome because what words are quite powerful and they can start to undermine your confidence even though you genuinely could have achieved whatever it is that you they told you that you couldn't um but i think it, it's um yeah in 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 some cases however it can spur people on strangely enough and i think yeah. in my case yeah i decided well i'll show you <laughs> because <laughs> i knew what i was capable of and so it, it comes back down to it that there is that intuitive knowing that comes from from your um being in your own body for the lifetime that you've you know for, for, you know, for your entire existence you know yourself better than anyone else could ever claim to know yourself in that and i think part of what i would hope um and i wish i had even you know had a better degree of this in the past and kind of coming into it now is just being so intimately acquainted and aware of like who i am in the quiet what i feel um and what i sense about my purpose and my role and being s- strong-willed and strong-minded enough this is what i'm going to do and if people around you who think that they have the power to determine or to create a narrative around no actually you do this and i feel happy when you are in this this place or doing it in this way so i'm now uncomfortable because you're stepping out of that mm. it's actually it's it's okay to disappoint other people who who, who can't really release you from their vision of you 100% it's okay. Jeremy, you know I, mean? I think people need to be able to know that it's okay to be able to say no. Actually, you're not doing it to spite or to 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 hurt anyone, but you're saying I have to step out in my truth and my truth requires of me to do this that you think I can't or shouldn't do and that's okay. Yes, I love that. 
it's so mm. so true so so true because it's very easy um even down to like simple things like maybe even like your fashion sense or yeah um like even your taste in music or whatever the case may be sometimes mm. like we might you know people may even want to like just wear a certain thing but they're so self-conscious because they're worried about what other people are going to think about what they're wearing or their mm-hmm. hair colour or their lipstick or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Um, mm-hmm. And so they might even put it on or, you know, have the courage to do that, but then spend mm-hmm. the whole time, you know, while they're out just being really self-conscious and thinking, oh, people are looking at me or oh, people are laughing at me but and creating this whole narrative in their head that's... <laughs> probably not even true but it's like what other people think about us sometimes Mm. carries this massive weight and influences and impacts the way we show up in the world way more than Mm. we ought to give it the power to do that um Mm. you know which is why that but when she was like in the quote where she said um you know when someone asks who do you think you are answer Mm. whom i was created to be like if that's Mm. how you want to dress who says that you should dress like everybody else does or follow Mm -hmm. a particular fashion trend or Mm -hmm. you know just jump on what the majority says is acceptable or the right way or you know Mm -hmm. people have so much opinions about everything what they think professional Mm -hmm. looks like you know Mm -hmm. what what they think is is you know we know like with um a lot of kids that go to school black kids you know their afro hair and they have their hair in different styles and many of them have been sent home or mm-hmm. like you know got into because according to that institution or that particular headmistress that mm-hmm. their hair is not fitting into what they see as acceptable or as neat or as tidy mm. you know and yeah. it's that's that's a madness that's their hair that's the hair that grows out of their head like what do you want them to do like their hair's not you know so it's even things like that it's like there's so many times where we are like almost forced to become what somebody else sees as acceptable rather than mm. just being who we are just being yeah. who we are like I was as um, people who've listened to my podcast and if you haven't well I was um, involved in a in like an organisation that was basically it was a cult and um, in that environment like there was rules about absolutely everything <laughs> so <laughs> like you know it got to a stage like most it was, it was weird because the majority of our congregation were were black people young mm. black people as well and so you know mm. as black people you know when we hear music or whatever we dance in it like we we you know that's what we do um yeah. it's, it's very natural in our culture do you know what i mean and it's, it's just what we do well i remember um one of the leaders making it very clear like we don't dance here you know so like we were instructed that you know we couldn't dance like it wasn't mm. acceptable for us to do that which mm. in retrospect is absolutely hilarious because that's like trying to tell a bird not to fly do you get what i mean like what do you yeah. mean yeah and um the the rules went on and on and on about you know what what we could wear what mm. we could listen to what we could drink what we could watch do you get what mm. i mean so it was like slowly and slowly and slowly you were just giving more and more bits of yourself away and being controlled by somebody else's idea of what being a godly person which is what they Mm. termed it as um looked like now who went up now obviously the version of myself who i am now i'm like who ever gets to decide for you 
those things like you know what i mean like how is yeah. it even how is it even okay that somebody thinks that it's okay to try and to control everything about somebody else's behavior the way they show up in the world the way they dress the way they speak what they eat where they go what they watch like it's so controlling yeah mm. there are hundreds and hundreds scratched at thousands maybe even scratched at millions of people who subscribe to that kind of thing and they are fully invested in it thinking that they're doing the right thing you know and only years later to realize like how damaging it is to allow somebody to and their opinion to have more validation in your life than your own opinion of yourself um and having done that for like uh, you know numbers of years it's like I look back at that time and just think like wow like I really didn't know who I was I guess that's why I couldn't it was more difficult for me to stand up and say no to certain things because I was still trying to figure out maybe what my purpose was and I thought that being a part of that was my purpose you know so it was like it was like it was a hard way to learn that but I think that's why now I fiercely guard like who I am and I don't allow people's opinions to have really any kind of impact on who I choose to be. It's like, it's my choice. I get to choose what I do, what I don't do, you know, what I yeah. what I stand for. And I'm not giving that power away to anybody ever, ever mm-hmm. again. You know what yeah. I mean? Because um, I did that for many, many years and it didn't serve me ultimately. It didn't serve me, but it did in the sense that it's brought me to this place where I've, it showed me exactly what I don't want to know. I know what I do, but... Yeah. You know, I I think, you know, t- to people who feel like you know, oh, you know, they're they're so influenced by what other people are going to think. Like it's actually, you know, if they put something on, they think, oh, what people going to think, or if they go to do something, like if your f- first thoughts are around what others are always going to think about things, like maybe it's time to start looking at like why does that matter to me so much. Why does what other people think about me matter to me so much and not what Mm. I think, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's so good. I I wanted to respond to something you said with Mm. um, a quote of mine, actually, which um, just came to to my thoughts. And I thought, especially because you mentioned what, what it was like in that church environment, because what, what I, the picture I saw was like a caged bird. And I know that there have been, that's been a kind of a metaphor for many poems and things, but, you know, telling, especially telling a people who their spirituality is very, very, um, you know, intertwined and interpenetrating with, with movement, with dance, with rhythm, with joy, with life, and to tell someone that, no, you, we don't do that here. Is is like it's you know I mean it's it's locking um, a bird in a cage and saying that's this is you're here for 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 what I want uh, for my enjoyment but you can't you can't do what actually sets you free you know um, mm. and it's it's sad it's sad that that um, in too many cases and we're not trying to generalize here but in too many cases religious environments can unfortunately be characterized by that kind of limitation of expression. Uh, you know whatever spiritually nourishes you you know isn't what is determined to be 
the spiritual practice. It's, it's ultimately whatever is decided that the culture has said, this is what we expect people to do and you need to conform to this expression. Um, and it's it's really, it, it doesn't serve the human, because the human spirit wants to, um, to, to kind of, in its revel in its own freedom in discovering like what ultimately serves its own good in the context of still acknowledging and taking care of others it's not just a self-centered sort oh, of no. thing it's 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 an empowering um loving of self that leads to loving of others and the, and the quote was was this where i i had said it uh, on social media and i thought it, it kind of really summarizes a lot of what we're saying here and I, what i said was that um, was the gospel, hmm. which of course is a word that's often used in the in the kind of religious and Christian context, but in the gospel, which is just the good news, is simply that you are held in unconditional love, and that's all you ultimately need to be free and hopeful in this life, as you seek to flesh out what freedom means specifically in practice on your own terms. Wow! And yeah, and I feel like it's that's it's it's a simple thing that. You know, we have the permission. In the, what permission by that, I simply mean that we can make the choice without needing anybody else. We already the permission is granted. There is there is no one to ask to to you know to to revel in that freedom that we have and and to figure out what what we want to use um, that freedom to do. And you know, and and it's it's by our own determination. I think some people just need to hear that to to believe that to start to accept that to start to look back at experiences in their lives where whether it was a family member uh, a pastor a school teacher somebody said something that they've allowed those words the power to to put a a cage around them yeah they've kind of you know and and actually a really good example i've heard is this idea of an elephant when they're really young if you stick the stake in the ground and you tie a rope to it they and and they then actually when they get bigger and bigger and bigger they have the strength to pull out the stake very easily but Mm -hmm. they remain attached to the stake because they they've been conditioned into thinking that they're that somehow they've they're, they're limited by that by that um, stake and that rope, and I think it's a similar analogy for how opinions and words, you know, we can give them the power to, to to do that to us. So yeah, absolutely, we can. And you know what? And sad, sadly, a lot of people do, and a lot of people are living out this limited life because mm-hmm. of, like you said, of those words and of the conditioning that they think that you know they can go so far and no more. But actually. Yeah they just really remembered who they are and how, that they are powerful beyond measure that mm-hmm. yeah they would just rip that stake out of the ground you know what i mean like those elephants would if they realized they could yeah, yeah. so yeah man we just gotta set ourselves free from all Absolutely. of the limits that we've placed that's been placed on us um i think it's one thing excuse me i'm gonna have to cough <coughs> sorry but like it's one thing when um um, like you kind of create limiting beliefs for yourself like you just mm. you know but it's I think today we're really talking about when it's what others are projecting onto us or demanding of us or expecting of us that kind mm. of limit us and stop us from even coming into our own then um, you know and what can we do about that like if you identify say for example that 
there are some family members or you know there's people in your um, circle of influence that are kind of always raining on your parade always kind of pointing out to you what you should be doing in their opinion or what you shouldn't do in their opinion and on and on and on like how do you manage that like what 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 advice would you give them what are the kind of things that you would begin to do like if you were in that situation yeah and i I would imagine it sort of depends on um yeah the, the, the context and the you know the particulars because say if you're a younger person and you're living in your parents house and you pretty much have to then of course you've got to figure out a way of being able to mitigate or navigate that environment uh to lessen the impact of those of, of words that you feel are limiting uh, but of course if you were you know a grown person you had the means to be able to separate yourself more practically you know then that that might be appropriate for some people so try to kind of find a happy medium that will meet um, you know, wherever people's situation is roughly. I mean, I would say to me, it's, um, I think developing a practice and perhaps a meditation, which I know we'll get to, to, to the end, where we, we give ourselves almost a, a reset. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we come up with uh, an expression that, that 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 sort of almost commands ourselves to to remember that we are not subject to or chained to the the prejudices, the limiting beliefs, the negative assumptions, the stereotypes, um, etc., that others try to project onto us, um, and that we do have the power, and it ultimately is our responsibility to to create actually and which reminds me because that second part of the quote when you said um just remind me what how it was phrased again the last part of the quote about when it says it says and when Mm. and when asked who do you think you are answer Mm -hmm. whom i was created to be yeah and i was kind of thinking about that because i think creation is an ongoing process as well as as a as an initial uh, process so I, I like to think of ourselves as having a, a responsibility in 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 trying to in trying to flesh out that it whatever those initial sense because some people from a very young age they have a sense of this is who I am this is what I what I feel I'm supposed to be doing but then that gets refined as you as you think you process and and you experience life and you try it's trial and error none of us mm, you know mm. have you know have absolute sort of um certainty about a lot of things in this world and so we're just trying to figure that out so a lot of that responsibility of creation and ongoing dynamic of creation um is is is, is ourselves are self-directed so but i think if we have a practice that's that tries to um reset our, our minds and i think this is something that we could simply do come up with a few phrases that you know that just help you to to set in perspective actually you know who's in control whose words ultimately have the the power to to uh, to determine and chart your life's course that's that's important but i think you know tied into um how to distance oneself i think healthy boundaries are reasonable as well i think if yeah. you're in a relationship with people that are making you feel um that their words are either 
negatively steering you off what you feel is your your course your purpose what your mission is what you're really passionate about and you feel like this person's kind of always bringing a negative energy that's undermining that i think it's okay to just um i, I think it, it can be done in a way that's respectful I'm not saying you have to just you know be, you know, be horrible about it but i think yeah just <laughs> just make it clear that you know i mean like i'm just in a space where i want to guard my um my intention the intentions and the and the words that are spoken around me because i'm really not here to play around i have a, I have goals in mind i really and i have a belief about what i'm here to do and i i'm just aware that words carry power mine do and and yours at the moment there is a feeling or a sense that what you're saying is discouraging or distracting me from from those and so just i think if you find your own language to Yeah, I, was, to I was about to say I was about to say <laughs> I said that's it it sounds to me like that's just a really nice way to say shut up fam yeah. <laughs> and, and sometimes to be really honest the most spiritual thing you can do is to tell somebody shut up and leave me alone it's not right. your place do you know what I mean <laughs> just saying you know and that's, and that's okay oh <laughs> I love that yeah. so can you think apart from um obviously your silly teacher um mm. can you think of any other time in your life where you felt kind of held back by the opinions of others and you didn't feel like you could be or do what you wanted to do because um you know there was an expectation placed on you or a limit placed on you can you think of any other examples yeah i've got a pretty big example and i and i I know I can imagine we we could talk about this example a lot as well but I will I will summarize the essence of it and it, it's a, a lot of it is to do with um you know you mentioned when you introduced me that I'm a singer songwriter musician and mm. and um you know the assumptions around what that means or the highest way to express um singer songwriter and, and and music when you come out of a religious context is is um is the idea that those gifts are best expressed in in worship uh whether that's you know writing religious music and so on and i mm. think that i probably imagine that um any of your listeners who come out of it, who are who are in a religious background or who have come out of a religious background have sometimes uh had this idea either explicit or implicit that you know basically when you sing church, uh, you know sing music you need to sing music for god and if you're not singing music for god in whatever understanding of god <laughs> that that you may come from you're 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 somehow that's this that's you're displeasing to god or you're yeah. not or displeasing you're to your family your you're misused exactly mm-hmm. and so and then struggle to imagine your gifts being used in in another context or in a way that serves or you know gives you joy whether that's to you know write uh, about love songs or right about other life experiences. So I've personally been been through been through that a bit um in terms of my own journey as well and I think it's um yeah you know looking back at it there were sometimes people saying things like oh you know you know you don't sing that kind of music secular music or you know that that sort of thing <laughs> and so you have a mentality all these thoughts govern how you then end up using your gift and it's and it's and it can be quite tragic because sometimes yeah, yeah sometimes you end up giving up on a desire to to um to yeah to do something or do a kind of project that could could have um given you much joy or maybe given you some exposure given you a career because you thought mm. oh I'm I'm not 
I'm, I have to submit my gift to the expectations of these people in this in this particular group. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's been definitely something I can relate to. Oh my gosh, it's like, I, I can totally relate to that as well. I remember like maybe like a, a year or a year and a half after um, coming out of the situation I was in, um, mm. I, had some, I did some life coaching and um, <laughs> I remember my life coach saying to me like, um, I've noticed, Eleanor, that like every time you talk about singing or anything, like you always, always limit it to church. Like, have you mm. ever considered? Have you ever considered doing an open mic? I was mm. like, an open mic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I was so offended. Like, no, no, mm. no, 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 no. I use my gift for the Lord. You know, <laughs> yeah. only like, yeah. like God forbid. What do you mean? Sing somewhere else other than church? Like, I remember, like, it, it wasn't that. By then, I had accepted that limitation like it was my own. Do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. I just remember, like, when she introduced that idea, like, how, like, shock horror, like, my response was. It's absolutely hilarious looking back on that time now. Um, even though I haven't done a lot of singing, like, outside of um, church, really. Um, I've done a few bits here and there, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, right? Do I still have that kind of conditioning in the back of my mind? But I, I think I don't think I do. I think it's mm. just that I just haven't felt like, well, you know, I just haven't had the right opportunities or I haven't really felt it. Um, mm. But yeah, but like that's that's about to change because you know <laughs> <laughs> we got some things that we got to deal. So, but um, but like you know, it, it's a very real thing. Like in start, it's this this. It's almost like this, this, this condition in your mind where there's just like some no-go zones, and like mm. it's like you don't even dare to tread because you, you're like you've been told for so long you're not allowed, you're not allowed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's really good to just like free yourself from all of the limitations that have been placed on you. For, for you to take the time to actually think about the limitations that you have in your life and where they came from like sometimes i don't think we might not even take the time to you know process that sometimes in the way that we should we just think oh that's just the way that i am but actually sometimes when you really really reflect and take stock of like why do you move like that in this area why do you feel like this is not an option for you or why have you been so held back by that like you 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 can maybe sometimes begin to identify in it like if somebody else is um values and somebody else's opinion that has brought that about not yours Mm. you know and having the power to like you know not the power having the courage to like address that and change that you know what Mm. I mean like so yeah and that's how you evolve I guess that's how you grow and expand it's like letting go of what no longer serves you and like yeah. just and, and just to begin to open up yourself more and more to the things and possibilities that you wouldn't maybe have allowed yourself to even think or consider before you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there's so much more because you don't know what you don't know there's so much more to discover um mm-hmm. especially when you've lit, lit, led quite a controlled life yeah Do you know what i mean like there's so much more for you to discover so yeah and then another one i can think about is my hair i remember i wanted to lock my hair for like years and years and years and years but like a lot of the people that was around that were influential in my life were like no you know you can't have locks you know this 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 and they had an opinion you're going to look like this people are going to think this and this went on and so like for many years I put off locks in my hair because 
I gave their opinion about my hair <laughs> way more, um, you know, value than what what I really wanted to do. And I just remember that day when I was just like, you know what, this is a madness. Like, how am mm-hmm. I letting other people tell me what to do with my hair? Like, it's my hair, isn't it? <laughs> like, you know, I do what I want with my hair. You do what you want yeah. with your hair. But, like, yeah. how can I let... And I just remember just, like, I'm going to lock my hair. Like, it wasn't a question anymore. Like, can I? Are you okay with this? Yeah. It was about, I'm going to lock my hair today. <laughs> the yeah. end. Do you know what I mean? And mm. so, yeah, it's really good, like, when you can just step into your power and stop people from hindering you from doing what you really, really feel like you need to do. And so, yeah, guys, like... I hope that some of what me and Joel's been discussing today has resonated with you and maybe, I don't know, you can identify some things or some people or some circumstances which may need your attention. Um, I'm just, I, I just trust that you have the courage to do that and just free yourself, as the title suggests, just free yourself mm-hmm. to be who you are because as Jazz Walton says, and we're going to quote her again, you had a purpose before anyone had an opinion remember that and when Mm. asked who do you think you are answer whom i was created to be and i say ashe to that personally (laughs) you know what i mean see yeah so we're going to bring this episode to a close um we're definitely definitely going to continue on and speak about some more stuff so you will definitely be hearing from joel again and but for today we're going to end this session as we always do with them beautiful affirming affirmations that just affirms who we really are who we already are and you know just taking us back on the journey to remembering that so joel would you like to share an affirmation with the live a better story listeners yeah i'd I'd like to thank you for that um so i'll start here I am free. Yes. I am free to be me. Yes. Unapologetically. Yes. And every opinion that has ever been uttered that serves to distract, undermine, or in any way control my own belief about who I am or what my purpose is, I cancel those opinions. Yes. I take back the driving seat and I look forward and I look behind and I look inside and I see beauty. I see infinite possibilities. Yes. I'm going to take each new day as it comes, as a new adventure, a new opportunity to delight in myself and to discover my original purpose before any opinions came around. Wow. That- and that's it. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I felt like that was more of a prayer than it was an affirmation, but it was both. Um, yeah. Love that, love that, love that so much. So mm. for if you if you're wanting to repeat affirmation, I would say I am free to be me unapologetically. Um, that would be the affirming thing, but everything Joel mm. said as well. And so the second one is 
I am lovingly releasing what no longer serves me mm. and opening myself to new opportunities to shine. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I am That's lovingly good. releasing what no longer serves me. So yeah, guys, just write your own. Like I feel like yeah. I write. I feel like you know, as much as you could repeat um, the ones that Joel and I shared, write your own in this one. I feel like this is one where you definitely need to be like, it needs to be really personal to you. So write your own and like, if you can, share with me um, the affirmations that you wrote in response to this episode. You can share it on Instagram at liveabetterstory underscore or you can message me on the Anchor app or if you know me personally and you have my details and obviously get in touch with me and just let me know um, what, what, what affirmations, you know, came out um what you were inspired to write as a result of this that would be amazing okay so all i left to do is really thank you joel thank you so so much it's been a rich time i've loved what you shared and i've really really enjoyed our conversation and i hope you come back again absolutely thank you again and to your lovely audience as well i look forward to coming back again take care oh well you take care um and so until next time guys keep living a better story Peace.